are listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, online at bethanynaz.org. So Mashangu Malaleka is here today from South Africa. Now, how many of you have been to Swaziland? I want you to raise your hand really high and keep it in the air, okay? A lot of you have been to Swaziland, and you have met some of the people from South Africa, but many of you have not gotten to go. And so we have brought someone from South Africa to you today. And uh, you're going to love hearing from Mashangu. He's going to talk to you about what's happened in these last 10 years with Bethany First Church of the Nazarene's partnership with Swaziland. And uh, he has a great heart for seeing people come to know Jesus. He is a field strategy coordinator for five countries, meaning that he oversees the work of the Church of the Nazarene in those five countries. And one of them is Swaziland. So here's what we're going to do. Mashangu's going to come, and I want you to make him feel really, really welcome. Would you do that? Well, what a welcome. Good morning. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. It is, it is good morning, but my body says it's good night. <laughs> so my body is confused. Last night I was having dinner and my body was saying, what are you doing with food at midnight? <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Pastor Rick and your great team, the BFC community, thank you, thank you so much for allowing me the privilege and the honor of sharing with you on this great day on Global Outreach Sunday. Living generously and serving with abundance. In, at our church in Pretoria, we got stuck, and, and that, that's because I'm a slow learner. I, I, I will usually get stuck in a chapter and speak from one chapter for the next six months. Because I'm a slow learner, I don't rush things. So we got stuck in chapter 25 of the gospel according to St. Uh, uh, Matthew. And uh, trying to understand what God is trying to teach us. We are still stuck there. I said to my church, in summary, I feel Jesus Christ before going to the cross trying to say to us, before I get crucified, I wish you get it. And what is it that he wants us to get it? Is that a Christian lifestyle, it's a call to a holistic, missional, stewardship lifestyle. He uses the story of the ten visions, the five smart ones and the other ones that we and then he speaks about uh, the bags of gold and the gentlemen who were given the task to make sure that they take care of the treasure. Then he closes with a parable of the sheep and the gold. I want to tell the story of grace and what God, is, God has been doing in the last uh, 10 years of BFC partnership with Swaziland from this story of the gold and the sheep. We will leave the goats at home and only concentrate on the sheep. 
So we will be reading, uh, the, uh, read with me from the Gospel according to St. Mark, the 25th chapter, and let's read together from verses 31 to verse 40. And I'm reading from the NIV. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on the glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invited you in, or needing clothes and clothed you? When do we, did we see you sick or in prison or and go to visit you? Then the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did from one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Let us pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we surrender ourselves under the authority of your inspired word. We pray that, Lord, you will use your written word to speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, you will speak and direct divine truth into our day-to-day -day living. Arrest our attention, Lord, and speak to us until we conform to your will and to your pattern and your purpose. Speak with us, Lord, and I surrender under you and pray that you will speak divine truth through my lips today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yes, it is a call to a holistic missional stewardship lifestyle. You will notice that uh, when you look at uh, the beginning of this parable and you check the audience, you see the Son of Man coming in glory and you see the angels joining him. But before you realize, you see the room filled with the nations. Friends, it's not a nation, it's not two nations, it's not a group of nations, it's not United Nations. It's bigger than United Nations, it's all the nations of the world gathered upstairs. Because friends, what happens downstairs creates business upstairs. It is because of this concept of nations that as we do ministry and respond to the Great Commission in Africa's outfield, 
we shout and have adopted as a slogan. And our slogan is, no community left untouched. We are committed by the grace of God when we orientate our new district superintendents who have just been newly elected. One of the first things that we do with them is to help them map out their Jerusalem identify the communities within their geographical boundaries. And one of our young district superintendents in Swaziland South, Reverend C. Pontongwani, did an excellent job. He mapped out his Jerusalem. And as you see on the map there, you will see that all the places with red crosses represent the communities that already have the presence of the Church of the Nazarene. And the places with, uh, with blue crosses represent uh, uh, communities that do not have the Church of the Nazarene yet. He took this and, uh, as a prayer item and he challenged the leaders on his districts and and they, they divided themselves into zones and divided the area into zones. And they started praying uh, to God for a strategy to reach those communities. They needed a tent. They needed chairs. They needed musical instruments for them to be able to hold evangelistic campaign and go to these communities. And praise be to God that there is a crazy church on the other side of the Atlantic called BFC. The church that believes that as a local church, they can partner with the nation. And it is that church, friends, that responded to their cry and responded to their uh, request. And through their donation, donated money to buy a red and white tent with chairs and with all the equipment needed. I think the choice of colors was very intentional. In fact, they were trying to say, a black sinner will come and be washed by, through the red blood of Jesus Christ and their lives can be changed to be whiter than snow. And this tent is rotating for the last, in the, 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 the year 2016. This tent was taken to seven communities in that area. And I'm here to say to you, in November, we were in that area for a district assembly. And the district, uh, district superintendent reported to us that seven new churches have been started in seven new communities. So the seven blues have been turned into seven rays. I'm here. And he reported as a result of that 183 new Nazarenes that have joined the church as a result of a red and white tent because you guys prayed, you guys partnered. Yes, that is real partnership. It's partnership when we do not allow the distance of culture and language and the distance of the Atlantic Ocean to stop us from responding to the Great Commission because Jesus is speaking nations. He's speaking all of them, of all color, of all races, of all cultures, of all tribes. He's challenging us. And let me tell you, his hope and his only hope to bring them back is the church and the church alone.
So 936 Nazarenes, new Nazarenes, joined the Church of the Nazarene in 2016 across the little country of Swaziland because you gave and because you give. And that's why when you go upstairs and you will hear the king say, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom that was prepared before the foundation of the world. And the Swazi have a way of expressing their appreciation. When you bless them with something, they have adopted the words and they say them in Zulu. But these words mean, means nothing but holy, holy, holy. So you give a Swazi something and they want to thank you. They will go like, Nwele, 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 which is holy, holy, holy. So on behalf of the Swazi nation, I'm here to, to say to you, Thank you, Nwele, 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 for giving and helping us to buy a red and white tent. It's busy turning sinful lives into righteous lives. Yes, the Lord will come and he will say to Bethany First Church of the Nazarenes and the Christians all over the world, he will say, I was sick, admitted in, in a dilapidated hospital, which was under-resourced and understaffed. And people called Nazarenes, those of you who saw this hospital 10 years ago, it looked like it was a place of death. There was no hope. It was falling apart. And you responded, Nazarenes. You imported medicine and let medicine cross the Atlantic. You volunteered some of your health skills as nurses, as doctors, as many people in that field. You raised money and helped to renovate this hospital. And now it looks like a place of health and a home and a place of hope. Yes, you touched lives and worked with Swazi uh, medical nationals. You injected the sick and, and, and you distributed medicine. And you prayed for the sick and told them about God. And let me tell you, God is watching upstairs because everything that is happening downstairs counts upstairs. And you will hear him say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom that was prepared for you before the foundations of the world. And I'm telling you because on these nations, let me tell you something, the story of missions and the story of God, it's matching from what happened, the bad news that happened in Genesis chapter 3. It's matching throughout the story of the Bible. The, 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 the system changes at Calvary where God comes through his love and says, yes, Genesis 11 scattered them all over, got them lost while they were messed up and God comes on Calvary and says I love them back and I want them back that's why I will establish my church and then the gates of hell shall not overthrow my church because this is the vehicle that I'm going to use to bring them back friends I'm getting excited because we are not going to stop we are not going to stop we are going to be intentional we are going to be opportunistic so whether the door is opening through HIV AIDS 
on somebody's poor or whatever opportunity God will, will, will provide. We, like Jesus, we are going to be opportunistic. We are going to use every avenue to bring them back. We are not going to rest until we rest our case at the feet of Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 where all the multitudes who cannot be counted will be standing before the father of all races, of all generations, of all cultures. So if you get there and you hear somebody speaking Swazi on that throne, you must know that it's because I gave and I was part of it. And you'll hear the master saying, come, you who have been blessed of the father, take your inheritance. Yes, the kingdom that was prepared from the beginning of the world. And you'll hear a Swazi voice saying, Nwele, Nwele, Nwele. Yes, friends, you will hear Jesus saying, I was HIV infected and affected. Dying without hope, with no tomorrow. But you crazy Nazarenes, you responded. Because you somehow, unlike many, you have this strange belief that you can take on the world. And you, you believe that the greatest Nazarene who walked before you, who believed that we can take the world and make, make disciples of all nations, you believe in that. And that's why I'm one of you. You, 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 BFC, you raise money, you sacrifice your time, you risk your health, you cross the Atlantic, you put together food and medicine, you visited the houses of the sick, you touched and washed the Swazi HIV infected and, and, and affected. Yes, you trained and resourced the local Swazis and formed a task team. Yes, you donated and dipped into your pockets, you 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 empower them, and then and, and you 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 help them to be able to drive around and take this message of home of hope across uh, across Swaziland. You educated the community about the pandemic. You introduce a concept which is becoming very common and is associated with BFC. You hear non-Nazarene Swazis talking about the possibility of a Swaziland aid free generation. Yes, it's you Nazarenes who were so bold enough and courageous enough to come with the concept of uh, circumcising all, if need be, all Swazi men to be circumcised as another way of fighting and preventing the, 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 the spread of HIV AIDS. And God is watching and upstairs is smiling and the Swazis are saying, Mwele, Mwele, Mwele. Yes, you will hear my master saying I was hungry, I was unemployed. I was studying as a student without finances to pay for my studies. And you, Nazarene, responded the, the holy way. Instead of giving me a fish you made, which will have made me dependent on your generosity, you empowered me by showing me the pond. You taught me how to make and maintain the net that will help me to fish. And more than that, you continue and intentionally taught me how to catch my fish by training 
and equipping with all business skills you did not save for yourself but you willingly gave and friends this is another open door that the Lord is opening and our generation will need to respond. We will need to respond. Yes, I'm talking about Swaziland, but friends, let me tell you, Swaziland is a very tiny nation uh, hidden somewhere in the corner of Africa with a population of 2.2 million. But let me tell you, Swaziland is just a tip of the iceberg. God is speaking to us today. The world is dying. The world is faced with so many problems and so many challenges. And God is expecting, God has no plan B, friends. Did I say that? God has no plan B. He only has one plan and his plan is the church. God is counting on us. And our generation has the responsibility to make sure that the next generation will know Christ. And we need to respond. Jesus says, I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was naked. What, what do you see? Because there, there is a sense in which God has, has shaped us in such a way that we see that which he has empowered us to respond to. For some of us, it will be one trip to Swaziland or to Paraguay or where, where, to Brazil or wherever it is God is sending us. For some of us, it will just be that, touching one life and coming back. But for some of us, God will be saying, I want you to go and spend the rest of your life and, and, and ministering in that area. For some of us, it will be taking the Bible and preaching Christ. And for some of us, it will be God saying, I want you to be a nurse in a hospital that does not have air condition that does not have the comfort of the the, 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 the the hospitals of the U.S. God is saying, I have no plan B. I only have one plan. And that plan is my church. That's why, you know, when it comes to building his church, he never wanted a contractor. He never wanted preachers and pastors to do it. He said, I will build my church. He builds his church. It's him who builds the church. It's not us. It's not our plan. It's not our desires. So friends, I'm here to say, let us respond to this call to a holistic stewardship, missional lifestyle. It's not a program, friends. It's not something that we do for NMI. No. NMI is God's blessing to pull our ears and remind us it's not something that we do because we are Nazarenes. It's something that we do because we are the church. It's not something to, that we do when we are called to missions. It's something that we do when we walk out of this place. Because you will still see the naked. You will see the hungry. You will see the sick. Even right here in Oklahoma. You don't wait to fly to Swaziland. But you respond to what God is saying. Because friends, God has no plan B. We are his plan, his one and only plan. Yes. To the Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, the king will say, I was thirsty with no source of clean water. And you, instead of giving a cup of cold water, yes, you convert, converted your dollars into Swazi Emalangeni and used those Emalangeni into building instead of a cup of water you build wells of water so instead of a cup of a cold water you provided a well of clean water now the swazis can say 
I can drink clean water. I can take a bath. I can wash my clothes. I can plant and water my garden. I can provide water for my animals. Yes, I can cook my food. And that's holiness. That's the gospel. That's holistic gospel. God has not called us to win souls, but to transform men for the kingdom. So the clean water is part of it. It's not social gospel because there is only one gospel as John Wesley will have said. There's only one gospel and that gospel is holistic. So as you respond, upstairs it's smiling. And the king is about to say, come you who are blessed by the father, take your inheritance. The kingdom that was prepared before the foundation of the world. And yes, I see the Swazi smiling. I hear them from a, a tiny corner in, in, in that upper room. And they are going like holy, holy, holy. Well, and well, and well. Yes, friends. God has no plan B. We are the hope of the world. He is the God of the nations. The impact, yes, thank you for coming. Thank you for crossing the Atlantic. Thank you for believing that you can partner with the nation. Driving in Swaziland, and I'm, I'm, I'm driving in my car, and my, my radio is switched on. And I hear from a local Swazi radio station, a gentleman talking about a, a church called the Church of the Nazarene with the BFC partnership. They are believing that they are going to go to the communities and they are doing that. And they are circumcising everyone who needs free circumcision so that they can help the Swazi nation to win the fight against HIV AIDS. And when I heard that, I said, yes. The impact might not be tangible and touchable, but your ministry is shaking the radio waves of the radio station in Swaziland. And for that, I say to God be the glory and thanks to you. When you watch with excitement the, and unbelief, the annual growth in the participation now of the Swazi church ever since you partnered with them, the annual growth in their participation in, in giving to missions, you can only tell that something is happening that cannot be explained in human words. When you see the Swazi people in a, in a, in a service releasing their animals and their monies, giving their goats and their chickens, there is another exciting project uh, in Swaziland where people even donated their pigs because they were having a, a fundraising project to build God's house. Now, Swazis are not like that. They usually keep their animals for themselves. But something is happening in the nation of Swaziland that the, the animals are now being released for the work of the kingdom. And it's because you, BFC, went out and modeled what it means to live a stewardship lifestyle. A generous and saving with abundance. And for that, we thank you and we praise God. 
When the Swazi Central District, for the first time in my, all along, the Swazis were, were standing like uh, the, the, the men from Macedonia and say, who's going to help us? Who's going to help us? And, and then last year, the district assembly in, 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 in Swaziland Central, I hear the district superintendent introducing a district superintendent for an, from another country, which is Botswana, where our church is very, very uh, young and struggling. And then and, 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 and Dr. Musankosi, the district superintendent, he says to me, we, the Swaziland Central District, have committed to partner and take the gospel and help the, 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 the nation of Botswana to benefit. And he says, we have benefited enough. It's time for us to share the benefits. And I can tell that his movement is being released and his spirit is doing his work. And thank you for obeying and thank you for coming along. Yes, I, I am driving in a very sunny scorch today. I'm, I'm with two of our missionaries and I see these people, they're busy building and I stop because I saw a sign saying Nazarene Primary School. So I went to inquire. I find these two gentlemen, they're working very hard. I wanted to know who they are. I thought they have been employed to help to build a sanctuary. And they introduced themselves as two Nazarene gentlemen who came from the neighboring district with, with which is Swaziland East District. And this is what they said to me. We heard that these people are giving their animals and they are fundraising to build a church. They have made bricks and they are busy building their church. And then we heard that they did not have a brick layer. So we came and volunteered our service to help them build. And I said, that's local work and witness team. This is the kingdom. This is the church. And it's because you people crossed the Atlantic and went and demonstrated that. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And I'm saying as God calls, as he continues to challenge our generation. Yes, our forefathers were obedient and they, 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 they went all out. Our fathers and our mothers continue to be obedient. But let, it, let, let, let the baton not fall on us. Let, let, let it not be dropped in our lives. Let's continue to respond. Because God has no plan B. He only has one plan. And his plan is the church. Yes, the impact is there and the impact is made. Missions was never meant to be a program, but it is a call. Yes, a call to a holistic missional stewardship lifestyle. And on behalf of the nation of Swaziland, I'm here to say to you as their field strategy coordinator and their brother, Thank you for crossing the Atlantic to come and model Christ-likeness to us. Live your life until you hear the king say, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Everything that you did and everything that you will be doing this week, because you will be exposed to the needy, to the hungry. You will be exposed to the homeless. You will be exposed to those who are disadvantaged than, than you are. Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of this brother and sister of mine, you did it for me. 
Now I'm saying to you, Nazarenes, let's continue responding like sheep and stop responding like goat. Let's continue saying yes to God because God has no plan B. Yes, the plan was messed up in Genesis chapter 3. And that mess was scattered all over the world in Genesis chapter 11. But on Calvary, the loving father through his son said, I want them back. Not some of them, but all of them. And on the day of Pentecost, he made sure that he, in his own divine way, representatives from all the scattered world was there. And there a movement was empowered and released because the captain of the army has just declared, go ye and get them back. And we cannot rest until we rest our case at the feet of Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 where the multitudes all dressed in white will be standing before the Father. They will be from all nations and all tribes and all languages and all cultures. And Jesus will look and say, Come, you who have been blessed by my Father, Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared before the foundation of the world. God bless you. I don't know how he's challenging you, but if you are part of, if you are the church, if you are part of the church, you are part of the plan and you are the only plan. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much, Mashangu. I remember my last trip to Swaziland. It was very important for the people who were seeing me around the country to take me to our newest child development center that you were sponsoring. And I remember getting there, and there were over 200 students there that afternoon. They come after school. They spend several hours. They're children and they are teenagers. And there's a small hut that is circular, very small, with a thatched roof, a grass roof, actually. And there's smoke coming out of the top of it. It's a kitchen. And since midday, there have been ladies in the kitchen, and they were cooking rice, and they were cooking beans. And the students were instructed, finally, to go stand in the line that led up to the little kitchen. And so there was a long line of children, and they were all holding bowls. And when you got to the end of the line, there were ladies there and they would put a scoop of rice in your bowl and a scoop of beans in your bowl. I remember standing there in the rain that day watching those 
children stand, over 200 of them, with their bowls in their hands, waiting patiently for the rice and beans. I thought about my two daughters, Morgan and Brittany. Never in my life could I have imagined saying to Morgan, Morgan, if you'll go take your bowl and you'll stand in that line in the rain there for about 30 minutes, when it finally comes your time, they'll put a scoop of rice in your bowl and they'll put a scoop of beans in your bowl and you're going to be able to eat today. I I tell you that story because I want you to see the need. I've, I've never seen poverty quite like I saw at that after school child development center that day. So, so there is great human need in our world. And Swaziland is one of those places where people suffer in poverty, suffer in poverty. There's also a need for the gospel to be shared. And so every year we, we say to you, and, and I say to myself, so what am I personally going to do about human need? And the sharing of the gospel around the world. Because Jesus said to go to all nations. And so years ago when Annette and I were first married. We decided that we could not sleep at night. Knowing that we were going to not give any of the resources God gave us. To address human need. And the sharing of the gospel. And so when young people come to me and say. Okay well what should I do? I always say to them. I would start now giving no less than 1% of what God gives me. No less than 1% of what God gives me. And I would let that percentage grow over the years. But I would always take the money that God gives me and I would dress human need and the sharing of the gospel with people all around the world. And so if you'll open the worship folder that you received when you came in this morning at this time, you will see on the far right side there's perforated, very small tear-off portion and it's a commitment that we ask people to make every year. And so you're saying, what? You, oh, you want me to make a commitment today? Yes, we've been talking about it for several weeks now. We want you today to make a personal commitment that says, okay, every week or every two weeks or every month, Pastor Rick, this is what I'm going to give by the grace of God. I'm going to give this much to support basic human need and the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. And so I'm going to do this Every time I'm paid, some of my money is going to go to address these issues. I can't go to sleep at night knowing that I do nothing about these issues. And so I'm asking you today to take that little card, to fill it in, to sign your name, and in a few moments when the offering plates are passed, to drop it in the offering plate, making a commitment, this is what we will do as a family, or this is what I will do as an individual. So may God bless you as you give. The ushers will come and receive our morning tithes, our offerings, and our commitments to world mission.
It is our duty. It is our job. We, there is no plan B. We are to take this word to the world, take the gospel to the ends of the earth. 
with all that we have and all that we are. So now I leave you with this blessing as you leave today and as you go in this peace and what God has given you, would you return it to him? May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor and those around the world as yourself. You are dismissed. Go in his peace. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org.